for one thing, people are really recognizing the link between a species-appropriate diet and health. With dogs and cats, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, dogs and cats really do much better health-wise. There's studies that say they live at least three years longer on wow. a natural diet. Um, processed food is, is very challenging for dogs and cats uh, on a lot of levels. There are more and more vets now in Santa Fe. We have a lot of vets supporting what we do who at first were telling people, you know, you can't feed your dog raw food or you'll kill them. And now we get referrals from these very same vets, yeah. you know, six years later because they've seen so many improvements. This is the Modern Domestique podcast, where each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. It's all about exploring a way of life that enhances our community and environment from where it all begins, in the home. I'm Stacy Keating, and this episode is an interview with Sandy, the founder of Marty's Meals. Marty's Meals is a holistic pet food company that makes a wide range of raw and gently cooked food for both cats and dogs. Now, at first, this might not seem like it has much to do with modern home economics, but I firmly believe that the whole family, fuzzy faces included, should be properly nourished from sustainable sources. After all, the food that you eat turns into the cells that make up your body. So if everyone in the family eats good, wholesome, real foods, then everybody will thrive. Marty's Meals is based in Santa Fe, New Mexico and Boulder, Colorado. Unfortunately, they don't ship their foods as of now, but in the interview, Sandy and I talk about why it's important to feed our pets a species-specific diet and about different ways we can cook food that both humans and pets can eat. The Marty's Meals website even has recipes you can try at home. So before I end up going on and on about how much I enjoyed this interview, I'll just let Sandy get right down to it. Um, so I am here with Sandy, the founder of Marty's Meals, um, and Marty's Meals we've been using for Buster, and he really likes it, but I would love for you to tell all the listeners exactly what Marty's Meals is um, and how it started. Okay. Um, well, thank you very much for the opportunity today. Um, so Marty's Meals got started six years ago, seven years ago, I guess I started making the food, and uh, because my dog, Marty, um, was, had terrible uh, joint problems, arthritis, degenerative joint issues, wasn't eating, could barely walk, and he was nine and a half. He'd had a couple of uh, knee surgeries when he was four, and the vet said that he would probably live to be about nine because hmm. he was a big dog, he was a Rottweiler, mix mm -hmm. and uh and so at nine and a half I start seeing that Marty's not eating and he can barely walk and a friend of mine happened to be staying with me who was doing orthobiotomy on my horses mm. and she's from Australia and I'd met her through some other friends in the states here and uh she said I can I can help Marty and I had also complained about the odor coming from my litter box because I had always had barn cats but I actually started getting house cats mm -hmm. and I was not happy about the odor from the litter box and she said I can help with the odor in the litter box and I can help Marty and she said make this food so she writes this recipe down one for cat food and one for dog food and I make the food and within 24 hours my litter box stopped smelling and it's never smelled since wow and uh, Marty started 
eating and walking and going on short horseback rides, like crazy stuff that he hadn't done in years. And my friends started seeing the change in him and asked me what I was doing. And uh, I told them I'd gotten this recipe for dog food. (laughs) And people said, well, can you make it for me? And I said, well, sure, you know. So... Because for many, many years, it was just Marty and I. So, you know, Saturday nights, it was usually, you know, the two of us. And so, you know, we'd make dog food together. And, um, and, and people started asking, you know, people that they had seen that started on the food. And it really became this sort of little community fairly quickly of people who just kept noticing the significant changes in, in their friends' pets. Wow. So before I know it, I'm making dog food way more than I was you know had time for really every Saturday night it became like a Saturday afternoon into Saturday wow. evening kind of process and and so I said to Zarna at the time her name is Zarna Carta the gal the nutritionist that gave me the recipe that um, she needed to she had a social responsibility to put this food out there because I had tried other foods for Marty I had mm-hmm. tried other other all kinds of things and uh, alternative things and medications and so forth. And she said, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make dog food. You make dog food. And I was like, I don't want to make dog food, you know. Because <laughs> um, I, I had a career at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, wasn't, that didn't involve, you know, pet food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, I'd been, you know, managing construction, big construction projects for many years and doing business development. And then oh. the economy tanked. Mm-hmm. And our company closed. Wow. And I left my office when I found out we were closing the company. And, uh, and I went down to the business office, or, and I uh, applied for my business license for Marty's Meals. And I started it officially that day. And uh, it just, every year, business doubled wow. up until this last year. And last year, it was, it increased um, I think we're up 30% this year from last year. Um, it's, it's major growth. Yeah, that's huge. Um, it's a major growth industry, for one thing. People are really recognizing the link between a species-appropriate diet and health. Mm-hmm. So nutrition is, it's, you know, like for us. Right. Um, no one thrives on processed food just because there's a fast food establishment on every corner. Um, mm-hmm. We don't. We haven't started to um, get referred to, you know, McDonald's or anything by our doctors. I mean, right, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and with dogs and cats, it's the same thing. Hmm. Um, dogs and cats really do much better health-wise. There's studies that say they live at least three years longer on a wow. natural diet. Um, processed food is, is very challenging for dogs and cats uh, on a lot of levels, um, you know, cooking something at high temperatures for a long period of time creates a carcinogen. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to get listed that way on the ingredients because it didn't start that way. But um, the, uh, the the list of ingredients is uh, 
can be a little misleading. Mm. Um, and consumers think that they're doing this great thing for their dog because the commercial told them so, and, and that's how we learn, right. most of us. Yeah. Um, there are more and more vets now in Santa Fe. We have a lot of vets supporting what we do who at first were telling people, you know, you can't feed your dog raw food or you'll kill them. And now we get referrals from these very same vets, yeah. you know, six years later because they've seen so many improvements Mm -hmm. you know the other thing is that you know we also do organic non-gmo we don't use anything that's factory farmed in any of our products because Mm -hmm. that's a whole other issue you know um, in terms of the environment um, that we have that we feel very strongly about and have um, incorporated that into the values of the company so um that's kind of what Marty's Meals is. And, you know, we started in Santa Fe. Our store there, like I said, is thriving. We opened in Boulder recently and have gotten great reception. Mm-hmm. You know, we already have loyal customers. Um, and, you know, people tend to see really significant changes in their dogs, even coming from other raw diets, not just coming from a highly processed right. food. So because quality makes a very big difference, as does the mix. And, you know, we have a pretty unique mix and so forth. So. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to talk about that mix a little bit, too, because you, not only do you have different meats that go into every product, well, every sort of meal, I guess, right. um, but there's also vegetables and grains and stuff. And I think, you know, right now the grain-free thing is really big with not only humans, but also, I think, for other friendly mammals that we have in our homes, you know, so I wanted maybe you to talk a little bit about that. Sure. So um, the meat, like I said earlier, nothing is factory farmed. Mm -hmm. Um, We get the most humanely raised meat that we can, um, certified organic, uh, certified non-GMO, depending on, you know, if it's a real small local rancher, Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty prohibitive on a lot of levels for them to get that, but... uh, but we do have documentation from everybody on all the on it. I mean, we even even our salmon is a pole caught wild wow. wild caught salmon. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just really so so having that quality of protein is huge. Um, you know, for all the obvious reasons. You know, yeah, what the, you put in, you become, right? What you put in, you become. And so, you know, when we have factory farmed animals, they're you know they are exposed to a lot of things that we wouldn't necessarily want to expose ourselves or our animals mm-hmm. to. Um, not to mention the fact that when you factory farm something, I mean, we're cutting down rainforests mm-hmm. to raise cattle for, you know, fast food. Mm-hmm. So our priorities are, um, you know, they could take a little review, I think, at this point. And so what we're trying to do in our own little corner of the world is is to, you know, address that mm-hmm. um, every way that we can. Um, the other thing about the mix is... Uh, we do use sprouted grains, and I'll talk about that real quickly. Grain-free is a big deal um, in the pet food industry now. Um, the way that that sort of evolved was that kibble sort of over time became a grain-based processed food. Mm-hmm. So it's not good for anybody, no. Um, and... and 
now there's no grain in kibble. Most kibbles have taken the grain out, but instead there's a pea meal in there, which is also very high in carbohydrates. So mm-hmm. dry food is between 28 and 40 percent carbohydrates typically, and dogs can handle up to 8 mm-hmm. percent. Wow, that's a big difference. It's a big difference. So we work with a PhD nutritionist, Richard Patton, who wrote a book that addresses that very thing. So basically, you know, when you get uh, a lot of calories but not a lot of nutrition, um, you get obesity, you, you know, and then you just start. And even without the obesity, you still, there's just a whole host of health issues yeah, that cardiovascular, are, I'd imagine, like kidneys and liver and kidney, <laughs> everything. I mean, over 50% of dogs and cats now have cancer. Um, it's just astonishing. Yeah. Um, and it isn't exclusively diet, but it is strongly related to diet. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's environment, there's genetics, just like with us, but... Um, it, it, there is a very big connection, and there's more and more studies going on right now that, you know, I can, if people are interested, they can contact me, and I'll send you links to all kinds of things. The but, sciencey uh, things. <laughs> the sciencey things, because there is a lot of science behind our yeah. product. Um, it great. was Yeah, I mean, Zarna studied 25 years, mm-hmm. um, animal nutrition. She even worked with Juliette de Barclay-Levy, who's a very well-known herbalist, and she um, but she was also an animal nutritionist mm. and spent her entire life studying uh, animal nutrition. And um, she, you know, we, our food is based on the work of Juliet de Barclay Levy and a little bit on uh, Richard Pat, uh, Pitcairn as well. But so the sprouted grains, basically, what we do is um, sprout and rinse four different kinds of organic grains. Mm-hmm. Um, people often accuse, you know, dog food manufacturers of using grains as fillers Mm -hmm. and I assure you organic sprouted quinoa is not a filler Um, none of them are none of the grains but it's you know it's it's expensive to do that it's you know the grain itself the process of um, of sprouting rinsing Mm -hmm. so essentially what we're doing is we're breaking down the cell wall of that of that particular food and making the nutrient available to the animal so then you don't have to use a synthetic vitamin to compensate for what could be you know for the nutrient that can be um absorbed directly through that food right it's sort of pre-digesting it almost and making it available for the animal's body to be able to access those nutrients that's exactly right so basically where animals get you know, dogs um, get and cats get you know like a little bit of veggie or whatever else the uh, whatever they're eating has mm-hmm. has eaten. You know, mm-hmm. so they get a lot of things broken down for them. So, if prepared in the right way, um, you can do some really wonderful things mm-hmm. with real food mm-hmm. for animals. So, amylase is required for the breakdown of grains as mm-hmm. well as veggies mm-hmm. um all almost i think almost everyone now uses veggies or organic veggies in their food yeah um but you know what will refuses to use grain and so it really does take kind of the same process to yeah. break down that um so we've had terrific success with it um and if everybody used a little bit um less meat and a little bit more something else for all of us yeah you know i mean our meat is our greatest you know ingredient so it isn't that that we you know don't use meat of course we do um but so the grain can serve a lot of purposes and again it's in a small amount so yeah. but it's enough to just provide you know be be complex right for example. extra vitamins and minerals and yeah. i'd imagine too um you know we can talk about 
this in, in a little bit how you know why dogs are our friends and why they we have attached to each other right um, but i'd imagine in the wild before dogs were friends with us mm -hmm. or if my if buster were to just go out and like search search for food he'd you know maybe find some meat you know some roadkill or you know something yes, like that correct. but also if he were eating grains it would be in the wild sort of being wildly soaked i'd imagine well <laughs> again you know so i mean grains if he ate, like, they'll eat grasses. Yeah. They'll eat, you know, there's not a dog on the planet that's going to go up and start munching on wheat growing in a field. Yeah. But, again, we don't use wheat. But um, but they will eat mice who have eaten something, mm -hmm. who have, you know, pre-digested di pre it. Yeah. Um, or rabbits mm -hmm. or foxes or chickens or wild turkeys or yeah. so, you know, things that have that eat other things that are pre-digested and broken down. Um and, you know, the reason dogs are part of our family, which is the focus of your... Yeah, the family, you know, the whole fam family nutrition. Whole family <laughs> nutrition. So pets became our family members for two main reasons, you know, over the last several thousand years. They can bond with us, mm -hmm. which is a really big deal, mm -hmm. and they can eat what we eat. So it's kind of perfect. Yeah. And they've been able, you know, kibble was designed, dry food was designed about 90 years ago by the military as a supplemental product to take into the field when they didn't have access to real food. Mm -hmm. um, probably not, you know, the grandparents of your listeners, but maybe the great grandparents of your mm -hmm. listeners. I mean, you know, my grandparents, they right. all, you know, they grew up on farms or what, you know, things were different than they are now but you know dog food was just what you scraped into a bowl at mm -hmm. the end of the meal there wasn't you didn't go out and get a you know a 50 60 80 pound bag of Kibble. stuff yeah. you just it just wasn't available so um it it was not designed ever to be a complete full-on food mm -hmm. um having said that there are dogs that can that can survive certainly mm -hmm. um you know some of them for very long uh, periods of time, but typically it's, as for us, just a lot healthier to eat an appropriate, a species-appropriate diet. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing that we don't do that, that's a, a big deal for Marty's is that we don't use um, ground bone in our food. We mm. use something called dolomite, which is a source of calcium magnesium. Um, ground bone most often comes from factory farmed animals mm. so you have just the issue of factory farming as well as um, often you know domestic water sources so mm. you have you know animals that are you know we're finding elevated levels of lead wow. fluorides you know so yeah. a lot of a lot of cancer causing issues a lot mm -hmm. you know there's you know there's there's a lot, again, a lot of studies, if anybody's ever interested, just, you know, you can just contact me, and yeah. I will get you, you know, any information that you need, um, but it's one of the reasons that we don't uh, yeah. use the ground bone in the food, and, you know, most companies use anywhere between 10% and 35% ground bone in their yeah. food, which, that's a lot of ground bone, it is. Um, and it's a little harder to digest, um, a lot of, you know, there, you, it can create constipation. We sell a lot of organic raw meaty bones. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, in relationship with bones and kibble, a lot mm -hmm. of vets recommend that you feed your pets kibble to clean their teeth, um, and I saw on your website a little thing about how the raw bones 
why the raw bones are better. Could you right. speak a little to that? Sure. You know, raw bones, raw meaty bones, raw any kind of bones are basically nature's toothbrush. So as your dog or cat mm-hmm. um, chews the bone, they're scraping tartar and plaque off their teeth. Um, we had a client yesterday who has a very small dog, and small dogs can have very significant dental problems. And she came in to tell me, uh, and to get more food and bones, but to tell me that she had just come from a vet visit with her dog that morning to get a dental cleaning, and they sent her home and said, <laughs> we, there's nothing to clean, Whoa. and we're not going to charge you. Wow, that's huge. So when people think, oh, I can't afford to feed my dog a natural diet, you know, you think about vet bills. We don't think anything about going and, and putting two or three or four or five or $12,000 on our credit card to mm-hmm. treat our dogs for cancer. Yep. But we've gotten so used to um, affordable food. Yep. So it's really, it's, you know, do you pay the farmer or do you pay the doctor? Do you pay the farmer or do you pay the vet? Yeah. But the the raw meaty bone thing is, you know, so going back to that, it it is a great, it it gets digestion going. It's, they love it. It's great for their, I mean, like a turkey neck, for example, can be a meal Mm -hmm. um, because it's got meat on it. Um, It's great as part of a big program. But uh, And then also digestion starts in the stomach as well. So when you're eating something that you can easily digest, it's much better for your dental health as well. Not unlike, you know, for humans. Yeah. Eating- like if when you start smelling the food, my teachers at the nutrition school that I went to would say that if they ever went out to eat at a restaurant, they would ask to be sat next to the kitchen Mm -hmm. so they could start smelling that food and the digestive enzymes would start flowing, their saliva would start flowing, like all of the good stuff that has to happen for proper digestion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's so cool. Yeah. So, and the one other thing about, um, now, kibble companies or processed food companies used to advertise um, all the time, you know, you could, you know, have kibble can, you know, clean your dog's teeth. And they don't advertise that anymore because mm. they they can't because it's inaccurate. Yeah, um, it would it would be similar to me saying I've just eaten a whole bunch of pretzels and so now my teeth are brushed and I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> and we all know what happens when that builds up in our sugars. in our it's yeah. it's sugar. So when you have a food that's high in carbohydrates and it gets stuck in your dog's jowls and you know mm-hmm. it just it it sits in there. There's chunks. There's so all night long or and between every meal you have a lot of you know a lot of plaque and tartar buildup. Mm-hmm. So there is a real link between and studies done. Yep. I mean, a lot of studies done. Back Again, to the we science. have, you know, and it, and and science is important it is, in it's all for of sure. this. Yeah. Um, you know, science about a- anything that we're talking about, whether yeah. it's organics, GMOs, you know, the, you know, the the value, farming, the sustainable yeah. farming. We actually um, just joined um, a Colorado-based organization called the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Hmm. And it is um, an organization started here um, by uh, Chris Matthews, I believe, started it. And Chris Matthews is the fellow who started um, I In Love and You, Hmm. um, a Mm Boulder-based pet food business. Mm -hmm. Um, Really nice guy. And... It's now run by um, some other people, but he's on the board. 
But in order to become part of the Pet Sustainability Coalition, you have to take an extensive online kind of questionnaire test yeah. sort of thing. And about, oh, we took this in the last six months, and just a few months ago I had a meeting with the gal who's the, the head of the coalition. And she sat down and she opened up her laptop and she said, I want you to know that your company has scored higher than any company wow. has ever scored that's ever applied to be part of this coalition. Wow. And I want to congratulate. I mean, they were yeah, very supportive. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, Congratulations. So, yeah, thank you. We're actually very proud of that. Um, and uh, it's, it's a big deal to accomplish something like that, obviously. And the importance is... I guess more significant than the recognition. And you know, I mean, we right. should all be doing it. The fact yeah. that we scored higher, I mean, we should all be scoring really high. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are large manufacturers who can't become part of this coalition, mm -hmm. not only because they are, not because they just have low scores. It's not about where they're getting their product. They won't even try to make them higher. Well, they won't even talk about what the pro what the ingredients are. I see. So, not all not all pet food companies do that, but there mm -hmm. are you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of shifting and changing now in this industry, and I yeah. think you know people are starting to demand that the bar is raised, which is really important. Yeah. So you know for pet nutrition, for family nutrition, for um, global health. Global of the health. World. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so basically, Marty's Meals is a triple bottom line. Every decision company, um, every decision I make considers the pet, the planet, the people, the profit. For mm -hmm. us, you know, typically, triple bottom line is people, planet, profit, but mm -hmm. for us, it's pets because, you know, that's what our focus. <laughs> but, um, you know, and the thing about a natural diet for a dog is that you don't have to go out and you know, spend a ton of extra money on food. You know, if you're, you know, you're a young, growing family mm -hmm. and you are, if you're, if you have meat in your house, um, you can, you know, we have classes. We work with uh, our, we have two consultants to Marty's Meals. One is our PhD nutritionist and the other is a homeopathic vet. And she's got a book out and coming out and she's got uh, webinars online. This is Dr. D. Blanco um, on how to cook food that, you and your pet can eat. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we've got a link. I think, I don't know if it's on our website yet. We just sent out an e-news about it. She just did a, a big class about um, a chicken soup for the winter that everybody can Perfect. eat. Every time I, I mean, that's bone broth. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I that's get busted my bone everybody. broth all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we have classes in our kitchen in Santa Fe teaching people how to make different things for themselves and their animals. Mm -hmm. So it's just... It's easy, it's economical, it's yeah. convenient. You know, the idea is to make it as manageable as possible for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're so busy, and yeah. we've gotten so used to conveniences. Mm -hmm. I mean, we pick up our phone, and we can look up information that we used to have to, you know, go to the library for. I yeah. mean, I don't even know where the library is, and you know what I mean? I and, do, and it's actually really cool in Boulder, but yes, I see what you're saying yes, for sure. Yeah. I mean, not that there, and that's, and it's still, you know, that's, the, the point is, is more, much more that we just, everything is so immediate. Yeah, it's true. And so, and we do have busy lives. Yeah. Um, well, so, one thing that I really appreciate uh, for Marty's Meals is like, yes, I could make yes. Buster's food at home, you mm -hmm. know, um, but 
I, I just can't imagine where I could fit that in right, right. now. Um, maybe eventually I could, but right. right now I can't. So I really appreciate that you're providing right. this resource where we can get a week of food for Buster or two weeks of food or whatever and right. have it there ready right. to go. So I'm not directing people away from Marty's Meals um, and into their own kitchens. Right, but, but it's important do, for people to know that they can. It is important to knew, know that, and yeah. I appreciate you saying that um, because so many of our clients scrutinize heavily the ingredients in their pet's food and so they've been making the food at home for a long time Mm -hmm. and then they discover us and they say finally we found someone who makes food the way that we would make it and cares as much as we do about these ingredients Um, because it does take a ton of time so the way that we do what we do is um, we we sell direct to the customer, mm-hmm. so you're, it's. I mean, we're not wholesale by any means, but um, there's not. You get a quality of ingredients for a very competitive price. Yep. That sometimes, depending on the protein source, if you were to make it at home, you'd spend as much or more right. making it yourself, and then you factor in time, and mm-hmm. it's like you know, it kind of puts some people over the moon. So, yeah. um, so that's. But one of the reasons, you know, that we talk to people about, because the other thing you can do is you can feed one meal of whatever you're eating mm-hmm. and one meal of Marty's meals. Dogs yeah. don't need meat every morning and every night. Mm-hmm. Um, if Buster or, I mean, if, if any of your pets weren't out, you know, weren't, you know, dozing on your living room couch right now, <laughs> they'd be out foraging. And, you know, yeah. I drove past the coyote running along the side of the highway this morning. I mean, yeah. you know, he wasn't there to, you know, entertain this is traffic. <laughs> yeah. He was looking for some breakfast. Yeah. I mean, dogs go, you know, on average, a wild, you know, a dog in a natural environment is only going to get meat, you know, four, five meals a week sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, wolves can go for, you know, oh my gosh, up to 21 days without wow. finding meat. Um, I know Buster wouldn't be very happy with it. No, our, you know, I mean, I fast my animals at least one meal a week. Wow. And when I talk to customers about doing that, they're like, my dog would have a mouth. I mean, they're just, their eyes get about, you know, like saucers, and they're like, my dog wouldn't tolerate it. But it's really re- good. It's good to, you know, reset your gut and yeah. let it do some other things other than digest food. Yeah, like with humans. Um, with yeah. humans, too. So, um, but, you know, having said all that, you know, they, you, they can't, I mean, if you're having a little oatmeal for breakfast, you can scrape that in a bowl, mm-hmm. put an egg on it, a little blackstrap molasses, and, you know, away you go. So, yeah. um, or, you know, there's a, a quinoa mush that, you know, we have a recipe for. I mean, there's all kinds of ways for dogs to get wonderful nutrition that's not highly processed, mm-hmm. that can be something your family can enjoy, your dog can enjoy, and, you know, everybody walks away you know, sort of contributing to their own health as well as the health of the planet yeah. and the, you know, the local economy and, and on and on. So yep. there's really great ways to do things locally and regionally mm-hmm. that can support, um, uh, you know, all of those things. And yeah. that's not to say, you know, I have a strategy for completely eliminating factory farmed animals. Of course I don't, but, um, but it takes each individual's personal decision to help that along. Yeah. You know, it is, you know, I mean, it's a grassroots move just like anything else, you know, and we vote with our dollars Mm -hmm. and we stay, you know, so it's how, it's how and where we spend our money and what, what we're thinking about while we're doing that. And, um, you know, it gets just as convenient to do something like this as when you get, 
used to doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just more about, and and it's hard to change. It's yeah. hard for it's hard for people to make change, and you know, you have a new baby, you have a, you know, there's 15 yep. things going on, and it's like you know, eight o'clock at night, and you think you know, the dog's looking at you like I haven't eaten yet, and you know. We're going to grab for something easy, and that's yeah. understandable. So yeah. it's always about doing the best that you can, yeah. you know. But yeah. um, keeping all of those things in mind and creating a, a life where those things become the norm, you know, we can make a lot of changes. Yeah, that's you know, for sure. From yeah. each individual person and home and family. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So um, that's... The, I think about that. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so I actually do have a question about cat's health, too. Yes. Because I know that you do sell cat food. And Correct. you have a kitty named Millie. Right. Um, and I, I, I have heard through the grapevine through the years that cats can't eat the same thing as dogs, or is it dogs can't eat the same thing as cats? I don't know what. <laughs> so cats, have a, cats are obligate carnivores. Okay. Um, dogs are carnivorous and omnivorous mm-hmm. um, so they can eat a little bit more varied diet mm-hmm. um, they are you know opportunistic eaters um, <laughs> cats are not yeah cats are not cats uh, there are a lot of studies um, again if you want any science behind it you know contact me but um, that show that cats really truly do only thrive like truly thrive on uh, on raw food Mm. um so we don't we have a gently cooked line of food Mm -hmm. for dogs Mm -hmm. and we have a raw line of food for dogs Mm -hmm. they're identical it's just that the protein source is gently cooked to make Um, it easier to digest for dogs who have problems some that's yes for some dogs who just cannot digest raw um there are some humans who are extraordinarily uncomfortable with raw Mm -hmm. and so what we do is cook the meat just ever so slightly Mm -hmm. so um you still maintain a lot of the nutrition but um you're not uh you're not uh killing the food Mm -hmm. um and it's just the meat um a lot of companies now high pressure pasteurize food in in the yes in the uh, in the um attempt to provide a safe product um it's mostly just about a safe product for humans Mm -hmm. um a lot gets destroyed in that process enzymes Mm -hmm. um uh and there's a lot of misinformation out there now it's a very expensive process and it takes a lot you have to but you have to pasteurize the entire product so you know when we just gently cook the meat um you still get we have dogs who have been on it since we started the company and we just got an email from an uh, that was an amazing vet um, uh, visit, uh, and the vet said, "You know, this is like the fountain of youth dog. Oh, what are you doing?" Yay. And she's a fourteen-year-old lab Dalmatian wow. mix. Wow! And uh, was very, very sick up until you know we designed a diet for her. We also designed special diets because not every dog can eat everything. Yep. So we also work with our nutritionist and our homeopathic vet to design special diets for dogs. But that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> cats, on the other hand, um, really do thrive on raw meat. They need more protein than dogs. Mm. Um, cats and dogs, it's not that they can't eat the same food. I mean, they basically eat a similar diet but mm-hmm. cats need, just need require much more much more protein than mm. dogs do i mean unless you have you know highly athletic dogs something like that but yeah. I, but your average you know the for purposes of this conversation General, yeah. yes 
Um, cats are um, really challenging as far as transitioning onto a raw diet. Mm. It's important that you go very, very slowly. If you get kittens, start them raw right away, wow. and they'll do that. Will be much easier. Um, processed food has been designed to be um, addictive, mm. in 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 a lot of ways for cats. I mean, there's, it's it's a it's uh, very challenging to get a cat off of off of a processed food. Wow. And, um, again, there's huge health issues connected yeah. to that. Um, years ago, there was a woman a nutritionist that uh, would, she talked a lot um, about cat nutrition, and the title of many of her talks were Your Cat Shouldn't Drink Water. So the whole point of that is that when you're, animals eating a species-appropriate diet. One of the first things people comment on um, when they change their dog or their cat over to a real diet is that they're not drinking a ton of water, mm -hmm. and their stools are much smaller, and they don't smell, and their breath doesn't smell. So just those things alone right there would tell anyone that you know, basically, it's being digested, it's being used, mm -hmm. you know. Um, There's not a bunch of fillers that are coming out in the stool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it goes in the way it comes, the same size it comes, you know, comes out the same size it comes goes in, you know you're not it. digesting. Yeah. Um, and processed food moves through, through dogs very rapidly. Um, so there's not a lot going on there. It kind of just, you know, gets broken down and, and comes out the other end. Mm -hmm. It's hard to, to absorb synthetic vitamins, the nutrients from synthetic vitamins. It's mm -hmm. true for all of us. Yeah. Um, so when you, you know, cats and dogs, so when you kill the food in order to make it, you know, a kibble, because you're mm -hmm. cooking it for a long time at high temperatures, you have to add all those synthetic vitamins back in, which is why your list of ingredients is the length of your arm, and you yeah. know about four things on there. Yeah. Um, you know, like our list of ingredients, you know what every single thing is, and it's, you know, it's there's 12 things in there or yeah. something. And, and they're all things that humans could eat, yes, too. Maybe cooked a little more, or a little, you know, or yes, whatever, but exactly. they're all things that we exactly. can eat, too. And that's the other thing about doing it from a family perspective, is that you literally can use all the same ingredients. I mean, if I'm going to, you know, eat salmon on the grill, I take the salmon home that mm -hmm. we bought from the guy who pole catches it, and yep. I grill it, or I'll take the bison home and make a bison burger, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so if you, you know, I... The idea of feeding our animals something that we wouldn't go near or is, you know, is cancerized mm -hmm. or, you know, there's, we don't even need to go into yeah. the horrors of all those things. But, um, but so for cats, they do really, really well on a raw diet. Again, it's just getting them there. So, you, you know, when you introduce something to a cat by nature, they say, no, 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 no <laughs> absolutely not. I mean... Their bodies are actually, you know, designed. I mean, they'll throw something up. You know, mm -hmm. I'll get, you know, we'll get a call and say, oh, my cat, my cat threw the food up. And it, they literally, when they get something new in their bodies, their bodies will say, get rid of this. Mm -hmm. um, so regardless of how, you know, how much better it is for them, you know. It's or how, different, and they have a hard time transitioning. That's huh? correct. So it's just about going really, really slow. Even introducing just raw meat into their cut up little tiny pieces of raw meat and put it in their in their dry food or in their canned food. Mm -hmm. Get them on a wet diet, as much moisture as you can, and then just slowly integrate. I mean, it could take you months to get them to get them transitioned, but once yeah. they do, um, it, it the the difference is astonishing. Wow. So. Very cool. Yeah. So kind of to, well, one of the last questions I have, mm -hmm. maybe others will come up too, but um, 
I saw that you carry raw goat's milk and raw goat's yogurt, and that's, you know, my listeners know that I work on a goat dairy, Uh (laughs) so could you talk about why that's something that would be beneficial for our pets? So it's, you know, raw goat milk is considered by the AMA to be a perfect food. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's a great, not all dogs do well with dairy, not all dogs do, and I'll just say that right up front, but it's a great probiotic. it's it's and even it's much, before it's a yogurt, just raw, just raw milk, raw yeah, any of it. Yeah, before um, it's any of it. Of course, once yeah. it's once you add all those other enzymes, that's even better, better. more beneficial. But um, um, when you're not pasteurizing something, you're not killing everything of that's value. Good. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's much easier to break down goat products than beef products. There's a lot less fat. Um, in the milk. molecules in in there, so mm-hmm. it's much easier to digest. So um, it's great for animals who are really picky eaters. Sometimes you put that fl- that that goat milk or goat mm-hmm. you know the goat yogurt on, mm-hmm. and it'll get you know the even the smell. It's got a you know it's pretty fresh, so it's not real stinky. And she does keep the boys, I think, away from the girls, which I believe is one of the things that keeps the goatiness out yes, of it. Yes, the the males can be very. Uh, uniquely scented. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, um, uh, but there is a, you know, there's a lot of our customers will use it as just a way to get their dog to, you know, eat the food or as a way to introduce a, just a yummy, f- real probiotic, mm-hmm. a live probiotic. Mm-hmm. So um, those are, you know, two things that, that you know, we sell, uh, that, that people come in for the yogurt a lot. Um, and, and again, because it's so easily digested mm-hmm. and they love it. Yeah, my, my cat, Millie. It. Well, Buster loves it too, but Millie freaks out yeah. when I give her some good right. milk. So when you have this raw organic product that's not full of antibiotics and hormones and all these, you know, things that we want to stay away from as far as, you know, feeding ourselves or our animals, um, at least in my estimation, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, and the scientifically backed information that and you the have that anyone backed, can email that's you right. for if they'd like <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so please contact me. But um, so you know, it's the basics of nutrition. No matter raw yogurt, you know, species appropriate food, um, organic food grass-fed food it applies to the nutrients available to us and to our animals Mm -hmm. you know so even though our dogs are not small people I mean they are dogs Mm -hmm. they are animals Mm -hmm. and people that's an important thing to keep in mind Mm -hmm. um you know when you're for all kinds of reasons you know um but we do there is the same basic nutrition principles often apply Mm-hmm. I mean, almost always. So, yeah. um, you know, we don't want to go around eating a lot of raw meat. We don't want raw tripe. I mean, dogs have bacteria to handle. You know, they can handle a lot. I mean, again, they eat roadkill. Yeah. Um, the whole thing. like The whole thing. Yeah. So a healthy animal can manage a lot. Um, now, we also have tripe, which is lamb stomach, mm-hmm. and it has, it's green tripe. Mm-hmm. So it has digestive enzymes in it. It's like nature's probiotic. Yeah. Um, it's a fabulous, we sell, I, I, I can, it's hard to keep in stock even anymore wow. that we sell so much of it. People see huge changes. I had a customer come in yesterday and say, you know, my dog had a really bad ear infection, and I started giving him tripe, and it went away. Mm. You know, our digestion is, our gut flora is yep. related to our, you know, you don't have gut health, you don't have health. Yeah, it's true. I mean, truly. So, um, 
So there's there's a variety of different ways to to arrive at the same point. Yeah. Well, and I'd imagine, like you said, every dog, much like every human, is specific. So right. there's not a one solution fits right. all right. diet. You right. Know? It's, exactly. You have to kind of try things out and see what works for each body. Right. Exactly. And each, you know, like we have a lot of dogs that come in with cancer because, mm-hmm. like I said, over 50% of dogs and cats have cancer. So then we recommend cooling foods and we recommend neutral foods. So mm-hmm. we also come from more of a, you know, like a Chinese medicine yeah. kind of perspective. And, um, you know, then you want to keep dairy out of it. Then you mm-hmm. don't introduce goat yogurt to yep. someone who's got, you know, I mean, so there's, you know, there's a lot of education that goes on. Um, you know, the more we learn, the better equipped we are, the more powerful we are, the mm-hmm. more uh, able we are to impact what is going on that might not be serving us and our families. I mean, right. you know, everyone with small children, it's like, what are you thinking about your kid's future here yeah. and what that's, what's that going to look like and what are they inheriting? And um, so, you know, to educate ourselves, and it doesn't have to be, we don't all have to go to nutrition school and we don't all have to go to, um, you know, to get, a, to get a degree in environmental engineering. And we don't, I mean, there's a lot of ways to understand enough yeah. to well, make a real change. Yeah, it's a group effort mm-hmm. through our communities that we live in. Right. You know, and, and that community can be as big as the global community of the world, right. but it can also be as small as us here in Boulder or right. in Santa Fe. Um, you know, making a conscious effort through our community to do our part as much as we can. Right. You and know. that's how change happens in yeah. every household. It's not, it doesn't, you know, big change happens, you know, organically. And yeah. So. So what would be your sort of um, top few um, pieces of advice for someone wanting to kind of make a transition for mm-hmm. their pet and maybe their family right. to a more sustainable lifestyle or mm-hmm. to transition their pet to a rough diet, you know, any, any kind of top right. pieces of advice. Right. So education, you know, again, I mean, that's a, a huge focus for us. We have a dedicated classroom in both of our stores mm-hmm. um, to provide education about all kinds of things, holistic health. Um, so to, to start to become open, you know, to start to, you know, just be a little willing to make one change mm-hmm. and to try something new. You don't have to change your dog completely over to a raw diet or your, yourself over complete. It's, it's to start taking baby steps and making that change and, and again, to educate yourself about the impact of truly every, every decision that we're making. Mm-hmm. So I think to really understand the significance of what every choice is mm-hmm. and and what that what the the ripple effect of that is you know to just i think be you know kind of open and willing to be a part of the solution yeah. you know in whatever way that 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 happens for you mm-hmm. um and it can be small it doesn't have to be you know you you know Tear down your house, build a greenhouse, you know, get your own goats and, you know. <laughs> chickens I mean, and, and just and live off the grid. And, you know, and just, yeah, call it a day, um, you know. I my, couldn't do that, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's, that would be my ultimate dream. And then, of course, to somehow rid myself of, of technology. But, yeah. um, you know, but I, I, I think really, truly just be being willing, just even just the step of willingness 
is some, I mean, people come in here all the time, and I'll and I'll send home a, a package of food with them, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll try this. I really love my dog. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love the planet. I'll give it a shot." And and then they they'll come back and they'll try a little bit more, and over time, people get really used to the idea, and then they embrace the idea, and then you know, because it's the value of everything. So think of the value of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so start small, ask questions, you know, we're always here, we're, you know, we have a, a lot of information, and I know there are other places, you know, here in Boulder that have, you know, information as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not saying we're the, you know, we're the, we're the end of the line or the beginning of the line. I think it's just really being open mm-hmm. and, and, you know, do one thing that's not convenient today or doesn't feel convenient today in the best interest of something bigger. Yeah. And and then that does become, you know, convenience is just a matter of habit. So, yeah. you know, just be willing to change your habit ever so slightly or, mm-hmm. you know, appreciate, look around and appreciate, slow down for a second yeah. and kind of get a sense of, you know, really what's, what's at stake here, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I love that. It doesn't have to be this big, stressful thing. Mm-mm. Um, you know, because sometimes, at least for me, it can become like, oh, but then there's this, and then there's that, and then there's that, and I can't do everything, and you know, and then you kind of get stalled, you know. Um, but I, I love that, you know, just be conscious of what you're doing and why you're making the decisions, and if you're gonna do, you know, something that's not the best in quotes um, because it's convenient, then be okay with that. Just right. say like, okay, today this is where I'm at, and this right. is as much as I can do, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, if I've got, you know, 47 things on my list and they all feel like they're number one, yeah, I, I, you do, you just, you do become stalled. It's a mm-hmm. great way to put it, um, that immobilization. And I think, you know, in our world, we're so overwhelmed all the time yeah. that um, to just pause just for a moment and really kind of get, because this is, it isn't just about what we're feeding our dog, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a much greater picture and so to to start with those little small steps is it's you know that's that's how we all get you know that's how we all get awareness it's you know we don't get anywhere unless we just take that next step no matter if it's you know out the door or you know to bed for the night or whatever it's just it's just that little tiny bit at a time and and encouraging each other Mm -hmm. you know I think you know educating our friends Mm -hmm. hey I found out about this or I heard about this or you know I see your dog is you know got really bad teeth or really you know you know awful coat or is scratching stains or yeah and you know I just I heard about this thing and you know so I you know and it's not to say let's go you know force it down force it down each other's throat and tell them that their dog sucks you know that's not what you're trying to do but I mean but just the willingness part to you know to be aware and yeah and share when it's, you know, but yeah, yeah. So I think that's where, that's you know, like it, it's like transitioning cats. You just you do it in baby steps. You do the same thing with yourself, and you know, yeah. I mean, we all know how hard change is, mm-hmm. and and what works for us, mm-hmm. you know. So I think um, embracing that and and knowing that we're doing a loving thing. Yeah. You At know? the end of the day, it's not supposed to feel completely overwhelming and stressful, right? You know, right. I mean, it can sometimes for sure, but, you know, the bottom line is we're trying to 
um, make decisions that positively impact not only our family but our community, and then right. by that also the world. So, right. you know, take a step back and and kind of take a few breaths, play with your dog or your cat a little bit, you know, give yeah. them some cuddles, and then kind of come back to the bigger like picture of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things that we didn't even touch on at all is the value of our of our companion, you know, animals to us, which is, you know, huge. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, they give us so much. Yeah. And we, you know, I mean, the, the health of people is better. The longevity of people with pets is better. I mean, and I mean, it just goes on and on. And like, you know, no human, every time you walk in the door is just thrilled to see you. At least they're not with me. Yeah, um, it's you know? true. It's true. I mean, it's just, there's just so much about what they give us that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it isn't spoiling your pet uh, to give it a species-appropriate diet to feed it what it's supposed to be eating, mm-hmm. to feed it something that will help it be healthy as opposed to something that will contribute to chronic illness. Yeah. Um, you know, it isn't spoiling your kid to feed it, to make him eat his, you know, his peas. Yeah. And, it, you know, as opposed to, you know, ice cream cone for dinner. Yeah. Um, it's so I think one of the things that we can really do is to change our mindset around that yeah. it's not you know it's not it's not spoiling yeah it's, well and our animals are a big part of our families you know for a lot of different reasons like yeah. you were saying um, but you know if we're looking at you know if we're buying organic vegetables for our family you know our, our pets definitely deserve to be on the same level as the rest of the family absolutely um, I mean there's studies that show that they're even more susceptible to um, toxins Mm -hmm. than we are and um, you know but at least as much and you know so so yeah like just it's just really being conscious and you know for me once I have an awareness it's really hard for me to go back you can't become unaware (laughs) Um, I mean you can kind of you know space it out or you know get into a place where you're just going to ignore it or um, or make the conscious decision to say like okay this is where I'm at today And this is all I can do for today. So I know that this isn't my ideal decision, but I'm okay with that today. Right. right. So are there any events that you have coming up? <laughs> yes, we have a lot of events coming up, actually. We have, if you go to our website, we have three or four events every month, um, almost every Saturday, in mm-hmm. our classroom, in, mm-hmm. um, in our Boulder store, uh, as well as our Santa Fe store. But... Uh, um, and we have a big wellness event coming up that we're doing in conjunction with uh, a few other organizations in town. There'll be a lot of PR coming out about that. Cool. Um, we do, you know, we sponsor, um, if you're fostering a dog or you're working with some of the rescues in town, contact us. We also sponsor some animals. We do a lot of food donations for, you know, um, for dogs. Uh, so there's... There's all kinds of events happening, um, but again, if you just go to the website, um, you can get specifics. But for example, we have you know tomorrow is uh, there's a, a body worker in town, Mary Kennedy. She's doing a tapping, uh, which is this amazing body work you know strategy to you know kind of redirect. Um, there's uh, Kate Solisti, who is a well-known animal communicator, um, also um, is. Uh, uh, you know, studies Bach flower um, remedies, mm-hmm. and she's going to be doing a Bach flower remedy for your for your dog uh, and cat um, talk on October 29th. Um, 
Summit Dog Rescue just did a uh, rescue and foster training in our classroom last week. We have, uh, we have a couple of trainers who use our classroom as well for puppy classes and, you know, um, uh, nose work classes. So there's a lot of things going on here. Cool. Um, so there's, you know, there's something for everybody. But it's all about trying to take care of your pet, in, you know, in the best way possible f- from every yeah. perspective yeah which makes the whole family happier and healthier yeah too. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. you know we have chinese um acupuncture you know our vets that practice chinese medicine and mm-hmm. acupuncture and herbs that'll be talking and you know nutritionists and you know i mean we've got all kinds of things planned so. cool how yeah. exciting Great. thank you well thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Been a pleasure. If anybody has any scientific questions, send yes. them directly to yeah. Sandy. <laughs> yeah, see us at www.martysmeals.com or info at Marty's Meals. You can contact me through that or just look us up online and give Perfect. us a call. Great, and I'll put all the links to everything on the blog post as well. Thank you. Cool, thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Modern Domestique Podcast, and a big thanks to Sandy for today's conversation. To learn more about Marty's Meals and to get Sandy's contact information if you want any of those science articles she referenced, head over to the Modern Domestique website for all the links and more information. Make sure to stay tuned for the rest of Season 2 as well. That'll include interviews with a recreational cooking school, community gardening program, and an art therapy collective. If you like the podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And please make sure to leave a rating or a review so that other people can find this podcast too. As always, I'd love to hear about your takeaways from today's episode, so please make sure to stay in touch on the website, Facebook, or Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in, and have a very modern domestic day.